0: Do you dream of making your living writing fiction, but don't know where to start? Believe me, I understand. I worried and struggled over my writing for years, afraid it was cheesy and amateurish and not truly resonating with readers. Meanwhile, at every turn, I was told I couldn't make money this way. It takes too much time, too much hard work. It's not a real job. I bet you can relate, right? Well, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret, the traditional publishing industry, and let's face it, most of society at large, doesn't want you to know. It's very possible to become a career author, to make your living writing stories full of emotion and passion and morality. With all the upheaval and negativity in our world right now, people need your stories more than ever before. Stories only you can tell, only you can bring them. I created this podcast to show you how, and I promise it will take less time than you think. So join the revolution of authors following their passion and changing lives both their own and those of their readers. We are prolific authors. All right, today we are going to talk about five mistakes that keep authors from becoming bestsellers. These are things that I see most often that really limit people who want to make a living off their writing. The first one is not developing a daily writing habit. Guys, writing daily is going to be the bedrock of your success as an author. You have to write every single day. Now, I hear you. I do understand that sometimes, depending on our schedules and the seasons of life that we're in, you know, whether we have little kids at home or, or you know, what have you, but it's not always possible to write every day. I totally get that. Seven days a week is hard. And I'll tell you right now that I do not write seven days a week. I write five days a week. Um, I usually don't write weekends unless... I'm up against a deadline, or you know, maybe I'm making up for a day I missed during the week, but usually I don't. But I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound a little bit contradictory. You can develop a daily writing habit without writing every single day. <laughs> okay, I know how ridiculous that sounds. But my point is if you have a day where you absolutely cannot get any writing done that day, let's say it's like Thursdays and you just are going 18 hours a day on Thursday and it's just not possible. Okay, I get it. Like it's not something you need to beat yourself up about but you can write daily on those other days, okay? The point is developing the habit so that any day that it is humanly possible to write, you're writing, okay? Because if you're writing four or five days out of the week rather than seven, that still can be considered a daily writing habit, okay? The point is you are working at a ground eating pace. You are getting those words done consistently and you know what I mean? You can kind of use that to count on how long it will take you to finish a book because you're getting a fairly consistent, at least on average, number of words done every day, okay? That's really what I mean by a daily writing habit, and you're not making excuses about writing, right? Oh, I could write today, but I'm so tired. No. Daily writing habit, you won't do that, okay? Whatever it looks like for you, you need to develop this daily writing habit if you want to be a successful author, period, okay? There's no discussion about that. There's no excuse. If you're making excuses that you don't really want to be, a career author all that much okay and I know that's a little bit harsh I'm kind of gonna speak to you a little bit harshly about this because either you're making excuses or you're getting it done it's one or the other you need to be getting it done because excuses are all well and good maybe they're even really awesome excuses that you know I could totally get behind but they're still excuses the people who are successful at this learn to figure it out despite those excuses right and even though like I said I'm, I'm kind of speaking to you in a very honest, somewhat harsh sort of way. Understand that there's no judgment here. You know, if you cannot figure it out right now because it's not worth it for you to figure it out, that's fine. I mean, you gotta do what works for you in your life. But the point is, you can't expect to be a super successful career author if you're not writing every day. Okay, that's just, that's just the reality. So you've got to decide whether it's worth it to you, how much you want it. And if you want it badly enough, you'll figure it out. I know you will. All right, the second thing that people don't do is they don't do their genre and trope research. Now, I haven't gone into this in too much detail on the podcast, and I will probably at some future point do an episode dedicated to it. But what this means is reading widely in your genre and understanding the tropes that go into your genre and using them in your own story. Because what this does is it is basically giving your readers exactly what they want before you even start writing the book. And what that allows you to do is position every book you write as a bestseller, okay? Because there are people out there who are searching for those tropes in that genre. So let's give a really kind of general and obvious example. Despite the market saturation, there are still a lot of people who like to read vampire romance novels, okay? And within the vampire romance genre, there are tropes that you can dig down. All right, so vampire romance would probably be something like paranormal romance. So paranormal romance would be the genre, and then kind of a tier below that would be vampire, specifically vampire paranormal romance. And then I know you can even go down further than that, and there are tropes within vampire paranormal romance, right, and the thing is, there are people searching for these tropes. So if you put them into your story to begin with, and then use them in your marketing, you will instantly have a fan base, instantly. It's really that easy, okay? Now, this takes a little bit of time and a little bit of work, and it's sort of like preliminary work because it's what you have to do before you begin writing the book, and that's why so many authors don't want to do it. (laughs) And I understand, I've been resistant to it in the past too. Um, It is extra work, it is, it's a little bit harder, but it will make all the difference in how well your book sells and how well your readers connect to it, okay? Most people, their early books are not heavy on tropes or genre because, you know, when we all first sit down to write our first book, we're not really thinking about that, we're just getting our stories down, right? So I can tell you that some of the first books I wrote, they do sell, but I sort of have to put money in them to sell and kind of force them to sell um, because I didn't use these tropes and genre research, so it's really harder to find organic readers for them, okay? So I can profit off off them, but it takes a lot more effort. And a lot more money (laughs) and a lot more planning, okay? But if you heavily use trope and genre research before you start writing your novel and incorporate them, it's way easier to sell your books online, way easier, okay? So this is another thing that I don't see authors doing that they really ought to be doing just to make their lives easier once the book is written. Um, The third thing that I see them doing that's a mistake is not hitting all internal and external story beats. Now, I'm always going to get pushback against this because there are people who don't like using beats to write their story. And there's a lot of different ways we could talk about this. People, you know, are there people who don't specifically plan their story beats and are still very successful? Yes, there are. But what I'm going to argue is that they do hit all those beats. They just do it in their head. You know, they don't plan for it. They don't write it down. They don't do an outline. A really good example of this would be Stephen King. He notoriously is a discovery writer and does not use an outline. And, you know, he's Stephen King. Like, nothing we can say against the success of Stephen King, right? <laughs> so I'm really not going to argue that he would be more successful if he outlined, okay? That's just not true. But what I will say is that he doesn't outline, but he has such a great, you know, maybe unconscious or, or, or maybe not, just something he keeps in his head, grasp of story that he ends up hitting every single plot point, every single internal and external beat that he needs to. He just doesn't write it down ahead of time, okay? So the point isn't to write an outline or not write an outline. It's to however you do it, whatever your process is, to make sure you're hitting those beats, okay? Because that is what makes a really great story. It's what pulls the reader through from beginning to end. It's what you know starts helps you automatically start from a place of low tension and ratchet up bit by bit to a place of high tension. That's what's going to make your readers connect with your story, okay? So you have to make sure, no matter what your process is, no matter how you do it, that you're hitting all the internal and external story beats. Now, I've gone over a few of these in the podcast. I talked about the nine plot points uh, that I use, the essential plot points, the four-act structure, things like that, those are the beats that I'm talking about. And if you make sure that you're hitting them, then you'll never have a problem with people getting through your stories. All right, the fourth mistake not taking the time to learn correct marketing practices. (laughs) Now, this podcast is mostly geared toward story craft rather than marketing, but I'm sure in the future, I will go into marketing marketing practices at least somewhat. All I'm going to say here is that you need to make sure to educate yourself on how to market on different platforms. And maybe that sounds obvious. I hope that that sounds like a no-brainer to any of you who are listening, because that means that you are already in a good place with this. You already know better than to just throw money at something you would be amazed how many authors are uploading to Amazon and they're just throwing money at advertising without knowing what they're doing, okay? It's basically like throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping something sticks and you're gonna lose money that way, (laughs) period. Like, no question, you're gonna lose money. You have to understand that the different platforms, such as Facebook, Amazon, BookBub, you have to approach them differently, okay? They're different platforms with different algorithms and you have to educate yourself on what will work on the different platforms. Now, how do you do this? Um, there are books available. I will link to several of them in the show notes that are not pricey. Okay, so David Gogrin's uh, BookBub expert. That's what taught me how to do BookBub ads, and it's very, very effective. Um, Help My Facebook Ads Suck by Mal Cooper. Really, the probably the best, most up-to-date book as of the recording of this for Facebook ads. Okay, um, I'll, I'll I'll link to one for Amazon ads too, okay? And all of those books are, I think they're all less than $5, but at least less than 10 if I'm wrong about that. So they're they're pretty cheap and they can get you started and give you an idea of what the platform is and how to use it and what to do without losing all your money. Of course, there are much more expensive programs out there, such as um, Mark Dawson's ads for authors and, and things like that, And they're a lot pricier so you're probably not going to want to invest in those when you're just starting out you'll probably want to get a few books under your belt first and that's fine but the point is however you do it you need to stay up to date on how the algorithms are changing and you need to make sure to educate yourself on how to market i always kind of have to i don't want to say chuckle because that makes it sound like i'm being really mean but i'll see people in different facebook groups say i tried you know whatever it is bookbub ads and they just don't work well Here's the thing, guys. If anyone, if any author out there is having success at any of these platforms with book ads, then it is possible. I will say that sometimes it varies genre to genre. There are some platforms that are going to work better for other genres, and some platforms where a particular genre just isn't going to get much traction. So that's true. And that's why you have to test and see what works for your books. But to just across the board say, I tried this platform and it didn't work, to me, that sounds like they just started an ad, threw money at it and lost all their money. And that's unfortunate. I really, I feel for them doing that because when you're starting out, I know firsthand that you, you often don't have very much money and it's so disheartening when you lose that kind of money, but it's also probably a matter of they didn't educate themselves well enough to not lose that money. You know, plain and simple. If you want to be successful at your marketing, you've got to take the time to learn these things. Finally, number five is a little bit more abstract. It's living in fear, especially when it comes to spending money on your business. Um, This is kind of more of an entrepreneurial concept. Anytime you approach something from a place of fear, chances are it's gonna go wrong and it's gonna go badly. You need to have realistic expectations, of course, but you also need to kind of shift your mindset to not be afraid to put money into your business, okay? So once again, if you are educating yourself on how to use different platforms to market, and that education will tell you where to put money, how much to invest, how to test without losing too much money, then you don't really need to have any fear of putting money into your book business. You You have to have a little bit of money to play with to sink in and know that it's testing money and you might not get a huge return for it, but don't be afraid of that, that's okay. Just go in with realistic expectations knowing that you're making an investment in your future because once you figure out what works on that platform, you will be able to use that for the rest of however long to sell your book, okay? So I want to challenge you to stop living in fear, especially about the financial part of the business. People who are really successful invest in themselves. And of course, when you start out, you don't have a lot of money to play with and a lot of money to spend on this sort of thing. And that's okay too. Don't worry about it. Figure out what your budget is. Spend what you can. Learn from what you spend and slowly work up to, you know, having a higher budget, and that's perfectly okay. But get rid of the fear, because that is always going to cripple you way before your finances do, okay? So let's recap really fast. The five biggest mistakes I see authors making that keep them from becoming bestseller are, one, not developing a daily writing habit, two, not doing genre and trope research, three, not hitting all the internal and external story beats, Four, not, ta- not taking the time to learn correct marketing practices. And five, living in fear, especially when it comes to the money side of the business. All right. So I want you this week to kind of take stock of where you're at on each of these five mistakes and be honest with yourself. Do you, are you totally committing all of these errors or are you really not? Do you really have a handle on this? Or, you know, chances are you're somewhere in between. You're a little bit worried about money, but you know, you got to invest, you know, you maybe you've got a little ways to go, but you're getting there. And once you've taken stock of where you're at, I challenge you to, you know, take actionable steps to overcome these things. You know, if you're not hitting all of your story beats, sit down and figure out where you're missing some and if you could hit them. If you don't have a daily writing habit in place, take my free training and figure out how you can start to cultivate that daily writing habit, right? Overcome your fear of spending money in your business and really try to change your mindset on these things and make sure that you're not. You know, committing these errors because these are going to stop you from being successful as an author. There are plenty of other things that could also stop you, but these are the things I see most often in authors who, you know, are complaining that they're not having success. They're doing at least one of these, often many of them. Okay. So I challenge you not to do those things and to just set yourself up for success in your authoring business. Okay. So think about that this week. And whatever else you do, make sure you go out there and write your passion. And I will see you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye for now. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.